They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. Bonjour. My name <laughs> is Gavin Eddings. Bonjour, Brent. I can smell <laughs> your <laughs> French extreme horror. <laughs> Today we'll be... <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to... It's like, we've ruined so many accents throughout this show. The British accent, the Canadian accent, and today is going to be a French... Oh, wait, wait. As we <laughs> go to some French, uh, I believe... I've heard it's called uh, French Extreme Horror, also part of the new French Extremity. We're talking today about the 2003 French film directed by Alexandre Haja, High Tension. Now, this was recommended by one of our Patreon subscribers. I do apologize. I could not find exactly who did it, but they're like, just watch something French and extreme. And I was like... Because I, I, I wanted to know who to blame for this one. No. <laughs> Uh, I just didn't know who was responsible. Yeah, but we could blame and or put the praise on. Well, maybe in the future we can blame some of our new Patreon subscribers. We've had five new Patreon subscribers this week. Want to give a shout out? God damn! I know. I keep waking up to notifications like they're giving us money. Why? Do want to give a (laughs) shout out to our new Patreon subscribers? Uh, We got Jason. We've got Randy. We got Brandon, our good friend, uh, our good friend Brandon, who we met at the horror con. Uh, what up, Brandy? We bullied him into giving us eight dollars <laughs> a month. He's like, "Sorry, guys, I didn't do it sooner." I was like, "About goddamn time, Brandon." Now, and the rest of you, that's that's for you to let you know that we're coming for you. Yeah, they're coming to get you, and we're coming for you. Also, want to give a shout, uh, shout out to Doug, and then also Vander Aware Tim. So I said that wrong, probably. But <laughs> but thank you to all of our well, pa- but thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash they're coming to get you. Yeah, what uh, up there now is four bonus episodes that won't see the free feed, right, Gavin? Yes, until we run out of content there. We're like, fuck the people who paid. Yeah, so, so oh, we're both busy this week. Here's a little something. <laughs> no, but and then the, the people that paid are gonna be like, What the hell? And they were like, Here's some more, my babies. Give us that five to eight dollars a month. Thank you so much. Cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> But like we said, somebody did recommend that we watch a French extreme. Uh, when I hear extreme, I'm like, are there, is there BMX bikes involved? Is it, it? Yeah, it's the X Games. Tony Hawk was there and Paul Heyman from Extreme <laughs> Championship Wrestling. So, Brent, had you seen the movie? So we we're watching High Tension, which really mm-hmm. is a brutal fucking movie. Uh, this is, I would say... We like to describe movies as party movies or not party movies. You can't even put this on in the same city as a party that's happening. No, you gotta. It's gotta be a real cool party first, <laughs> where everybody's on board. And I was, I would suggest that that's maybe a new topic we also talk about. Gavin is, is this a party movie? Okay. So we, I think that's a fun topic to to at least talk about but yeah this i had never seen this movie i think you had never seen this movie right i had seen it actually uh, you have okay. I'm, a, I'm a little bit more cultured than you are like i said i mm. went through a very i went through a very foreign film period in the mid 2000s when i had no friends and had too much disposable income to spend at my local coconuts dvd store uh <laughs> do you think it, you didn't have any friends because you were pretentious <laughs> 
I was like, oh, what are you seeing? Oh, you're going to go see that? I'm going to go watch the French extreme horror film High Tension in the original French with the subtitles. Unrated, of course. What am I, some sort of plebe? It's a French movie in black and white, and it's just one single solitary queef. (laughs) The whole movie. It was fantastic. It was a mime eating a baguette, but there was no baguette. And it turns out it was the mime all along. Rosebud. <laughs> uh, we are going to spoil this because I, I had never seen this. Yes. And uh, we said last week on the episode, hey, if you've never seen it, watch it. And we're about to spoil this movie. And yeah. there's major spoilers. <laughs> yes. So. I, I really like that. We've been doing some good episodes, like some very, very marketable, easy listening episodes. We've done like Final mm-hmm. Destination. We did Psycho. And now it's like, here's an obscure French film from 20 years ago. Hope you like that, sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. When we get sponsors, uh, Blue Apron is definitely not going to love <laughs> high tension. Yeah. So I did see this movie for the first time about almost 20 years ago. I had heard some things about it because the director, Alexandre Aja, directed the remake of The Hills Have Eyes. And mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that film. It's also very brutal, very sexy, psychosexual, violent type movie. And I was like, well, what else has this guy done? So I went back, tracked down High Tension, and I watched it. I remember it really bothering me. And then I put it out of my mind for like 15 years mm-hmm. until I watched it right before we, right before we're recording this. I dug out my old DVD of the unrated version. And I'm once again bothered deeply by this film. And you, uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime, which I was prepared for subtitles, and that, uh, maybe there's an option, but the, the one on Amazon Prime is dubbed, and it was a good dub. I did, It didn't bother me like Hellraiser did, <laughs> that it was a dub, but uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime. You watched it with the subtitles, correct? Uh, I watched it in the original French with the subtitles. Yeah. Unrated, the only way. You've not heard a French extreme horror till you hear the, all the pops and clicks of the vinyl. Maybe they've, maybe they've done a new dub, but I just remember the dub on the DVD was not super good. Like I, I At first, I was like, I heard the dub and I was like, well, maybe I'm remembering. Maybe this is in English. Maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe it's just a friend. They're like cigarette, and I was like, nope, nope, can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> not gonna not gonna watch this for an hour and a half. And the, I I didn't think this movie was as violent as it was made out to be because I had not one but two bowls of ch- Count Chocula <laughs> during this movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're just gonna get fucking gross. No. <laughs> I don't know if I'm fat or it's not a, or it's not disgusting or it's probably both. Have you tried but, uh, not not to get too off topic, but have you tried the new Carmella Crunch? No, I haven't. I haven't either. Um, I'm a little upset. I feel like Monster Studios has gone a little woke for me. But a little woke. Well, they did change the design of the box. It's not the classic uh, count. It's a new like. Uh, he's handsome, almost handsome, sleek-looking count. Ooh. I need the cartoony buffoon. Okay. I do love me some yeah. monster cereals, though. I do, too. And that's the thing is, like, you'll get, like, chocolate Lucky Charms, and it's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same shit, but it's different when it's, like, October time, you know? Yeah. What is your favorite monster cereal? Count Chocula. But I, I love a chocolate cereal. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Frankenberry guy. I'm a purist. <laughs> I, I do like 
<laughs> I like all of their sugar and marshmallows. What's yeah. not to like? It just makes me it, it just makes me happy when I see Monster Cereals back on the shelf. Yeah, and and it then like on the off season, I a couple months ago I was able to get some because uh, producer wife and her mom went to they have a thing here called Christmas Tree Shop. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? I do not. It's it's kind of like uh, more holiday themed Big Lots. Oh, okay. But it's it's like when it, you know you get food at Big Lots, it's not like the first run. <laughs> it's, it didn't sell at Kroger, so now you're buying secondhand <laughs> stuff. So it's like this Larry the Cable Guy beef jerky didn't sell at Meyer, so now it's at Big Lots. It's really the XFL of stores. That's true. He hate me was there. <laughs> He but was, uh, he, I, he was actually the cashier. He was. Yeah, <laughs> he paid me. Is what he said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was able to find some find some off season, out of out of season. But uh, <laughs> I do. I just imagine you going to like a back alley, like the Peddler's Mall, like when uh-huh. they when, where he, she buys the Chucky doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you want? An abortion? No, I want some <laughs> uh, Count Chocula. <laughs> Why would you go with abortion of all the things that get in the back alley? Your your mind immediately went to your mind immediately went to abortion. Back alley. If I said back alley blank, your first thing is not abortion. <laughs> back alley abortion. I mean that that is fair. This is the most sick game of Mad Libs we've ever played on the show. <laughs> back alley an adjective abortion. French's dream horror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, now now that we've discussed our favorite cereals, so you were able to eat your Count Chocolate while watching this? Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. And it's maybe because I'm desensitized, or maybe I was watching, because I do have the difference between, you, you have the unrated, I assume mine was kind of cut up a little bit, no pun intended, mm-hmm. uh, for for this version. So you had seen it. I had never seen this movie before. Um, but I, I had kind of had it spoiled on another podcast where I thought this is where it was going to go, but I didn't remember if this was the exact ending. Cause I think they talk about this and martyrs mm-hmm. at the same time. And I wasn't sure if that was martyrs, but I, I was, I had heard about this movie and I knew martyrs was kind of pretty, pretty brutal is what I've heard. Mm-hmm, yes. So I figured let's do this one. Yeah. So for this, I, I definitely watched the unrated version. There's a about a, and I started to watch the Amazon version because I was too late. I was too lazy to get my DVD. I get that. Yeah, and then I was like, uh, "This is missing a minute and a half." Because I was like looking at timestamps like like a real fucking nerd. Yeah, and nerd. So for I sure. w- so I went upstairs. I got my DVD, and yeah, man, if you if you watch the rated version, even though it's still pretty, it's got some violence in it. You're missing a minute and a half of just the most brutal unnecessary uh-huh. violence of you've ever seen this movie really bothered me and i forgot that it did because it's not it's not fun it's not mm-hmm. silly it is just bleak like a russian winter like that's how i felt watching this yeah some and producer wife was talking about it because i after this i started martyrs because mm-hmm. i was i think people always talk about these two at the same time and Martyrs is on Tubi, which is how you want to watch some extreme shit, <laughs> followed by uh, the General Car <laughs> commercial. <laughs> and I haven't finished Martyrs, but she said, turn this off. I don't want to watch this. I've already seen it. It's not going to make me feel good. She's very, she's a, uh, she'll watch a movie, and if it doesn't make her feel good the way, uh, what's Bagul? 
with Ethan Hawke. Uh, sinister. Sinister. She she saw that for the first time. She's like, I don't want to see that again. It was just made a bleak ending. She didn't want to. She's very in tune with that stuff. So I had to turn off Martyrs because she's lame. Yeah. Uh, but it, there are certain movies out there where it ends and you're like, I don't feel too good. You know, but it's like <laughs> you got to you got to follow it up with something light before bed, you know. So why the fuck would you why the fuck would you double feature high tension and then go directly into Martyrs? I wanted to see. It's like it's like how you they say don't open this box and you're like I want to watch I want to look at that box and then you open it and you're like I shouldn't have opened that box. You, are you know? Are you gonna watch Antichrist to, to really complete the set? Like what is wrong? I haven't with you? seen that. I need to see that. I will. I will watch that. You're just gonna be in your jammies, like eating your count chocolate, like oh this is the part yeah. where Willem Dafoe gets his penis crushed. What a well, fun the, time. They're, they're, like sometimes you just hear about movies so much that you you have to see them to see what people are talking about. Like I I have the, the this movie High Tension was in the the Time Time Magazine's top ten ridiculously violent films. Mm-hmm. So one of these is Cannibal Holocaust, yes. and I watched that movie because of the hype. And it's like I don't really want to revisit that mo- that movie. There's real animal death. But more so, I'm not a. I don't love a movie with a lot of rape in it. Can you believe that? I know. Yeah. Don't. I don't love it. I don't love that either. One. No. Thing, yeah. Stephanie. I offered Stephanie. I was like, "Do you want to watch this with me?" Because it's it's a French film. Uh, I said I feel like it's very feminist, and she's mm-hmm. like, "You can't just say that, Gavin. Just because a woman's in it, you can't just call it feminist to get me to watch it with you." And then I was like, "So she she didn't watch it with me because she had other stuff going on, um, yeah. and she's lame." And then when she got home, I was like, I'm glad we're not watching this together because you would not enjoy this because I'm not particularly enjoying this. And if I'm yeah. not enjoying it and I'm desensitized and pretty gross, you also will not enjoy this. Yeah. And it's like, I think if you're a normie who just like, oh, let's put on a fun, uh, scary <laughs> movie for October. This is not the movie. <laughs> but there, uh, I'm, I'm sure there, if, if somebody puts this on, you've invited the wrong friend to your house for like Bob for like Bob and for apples. Yeah, yeah. If somebody throws on Cannibal Holocaust at the part, that's not a party movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you're a weird, if you have weird friends. But <laughs> do you want to talk about the rest of this top ten ridiculously violent films list? Yeah, go ahead and let's get into it because this this, this one is very. Ro- or or would that be a bonus episode? Uh, I don't know. We you know I mean, what? I already go, talked about one. Go go ahead and ju- just hit a couple of them. Because there's other lists that I did l- look at, but uh, one of them on here, the top one, I, this is not in particular order, was The Passion of the Christ. Okay. And I've only seen that one time in the theater. Uh, and yeah, it's very violent, but why? It's it's a guy getting beaten for two hours. Yeah, and Christians love it, and I'm not going to... I'm, I'm not going to say anything against anybody. You mean but. stupid Christians? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm, like, I'm, You're like, like, I'm not going to say one way or the other. You mean these idiots? No. You mean these believers? I, you mean no. one of these people who believe in... No. I just... what I the, the Passion of the Christ for me, and I'm not comparing high tension to the Passion of the Christ by any means. Not, I am. Go ahead. Is that the third movie of your, of your, of your triple feature? Yes. Yes. What, what I love, though, is that... When that came out, so many church groups were like, we're going on a field trip to see this brutal movie. And like, I was yeah. just so moved. It's like, this is, like, there are so many other already movies that, like, a lot of Christians and, like, church groups are like, absolutely not. Don't go see The Matrix. But, like, let's mm-hmm. watch the most brutal, realistic violence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ being whipped to death. It does show the sacrifice he made for us or whatever, but it's like, 
This is the, the this is like pretty much kind of torture porn. It is. Yeah. It's worse than Saw. I would say it's worse than Saw. Yeah. You know? Like, I would rather just see Jesus in that bathroom trying to cut his own foot off than just be whipped with a fucking kind of nine tails for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And then the devil just shows up, and God forbid you got to read Aramaic for two hours. Oh, God, I hate it. I actually, uh, I looked for an Aramaic version of High Tension, and but I couldn't, <laughs> but I couldn't find it. I tried to get the version of High Tension with Jim, Jim Caviezel. <laughs> Here's one that I don't know that should be on the list is 300. 300's a dumb movie. I'm I think it's fan. it's a fine movie, but I, I don't know dumb. that it's it's been a while. But I I didn't it didn't strike me as violent. But but again, maybe I'm desensitized. Another one was Kill Bill. Uh, Kill Bill's pretty tame by today's standards. Yeah, the the one I've never seen called The Wild Bunch. I've never seen that. I haven't either. Uh, I spit on your grave. I've not watched that because I know it's like uh, rape revenge. Yeah, I, I watched the remake of it. It's pretty. It's pretty brutal. It's the same reason I've not watched the. Was it the last house on the left? Yes. Yeah. I I will eventually see that one day, but uh, also I'm not. When I watch movies, I kind of want to have fun. I don't yeah. want to like. I don't like. Yeah, I don't like a lot of rape movies. I don't. I don't like it as a the only the only rape movie that I've ever seen done really well that I felt like really empowering was the movie called revenge. It's an Australian film. Is it on shutter? It's on shutter. It is an incredibly well done rape revenge movie that is like empowering to women. It's very, it's not, it's not, it's not exploitive, exploitative, exploitative. Yes. Uh, But let's go ahead and let's kind of talk about other ones. Other ones. Go ahead. Hostile, Battle Royale, Mm -hmm. uh, Clockwork Orange and High Tension. Clockwork Orange, pretty rapey. Yeah. Uh, we should cover Battle Royale. That's a fun one. I've never seen that either. It's a... I don't. Uh, I don't like foreigners. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. We just yeah. Lost, let's jump into it. We just lost so many Patreon subscribers. Now they're like, "Well, I was here." Well, the thing if if there's if they're horrors, I don't if if they're foreigners, I don't care if they're gone. Good. <laughs> No. no, their money spends the same. It's a, it's <laughs> no, you you're, you're not you're not even. De- hey, don't make fun of these foreigners. You're like, no, the money. <laughs> Listen, like, we've got some Canadian money in here. We've got some Australian money in here. All your money's good, baby. All your money's good. Stop. <laughs> it's good, baby. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, let's talk about this movie. We are now. We have become that podcast where we're 20 minutes in and they're like, are they going to talk about the fucking movie? We had to just... set the table, god damn it. We had to set the table. Because this one's a hard one to talk about because there isn't a lot that happens, but then everything happens. Yeah. You've got, let, let me go ahead and do a little bit of a uh, summary. You've got two characters. You've got Marie and Alex, uh-huh. and they are going to Alex's house in the um, in the French countryside mm-hmm. to enjoy some studying. And this movie starts out hot where we see Le Tour. And w- what does Le Tour mean, Brent? The killer. I gave it a Google. The killer. We see, well, the movie opens up with seeing Marie. She's in a hospital. She is, she's gone through something traumatic. And then we see the events of the movie start to unfold. Um, they're going to the French countryside to do some studying. They're staying with Alex's family. That consists of a mom, a dad, a little boy, a little, little boy, a little kid, and a dog. Mm-hmm. Good old dog. A Beethoven, little Beethoven a little, dog going a little, on. A little Beethoven or a Cujo, if you want to, uh, for Robin. So <laughs> Yeah, that's Cujo. A, that's a Stephen King dog. Also, <laughs> Stephen King's Beethoven's incredible. That's, I would watch that. It's still got the, the same guy from the original Beethoven, the dad. <laughs> I don't remember his name, but uh, 
Yeah, it's it's very uh, funny. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> but then you have this shot of, and what I love is I'd seen this before. You had not, so you had no idea why, what to expect. What was going through your head when when you're seeing a man get some dome in a in a big old dirty truck? In a Jeepers Creepers van. I wrote that down. I go, they went to the Jeepers Creepers car lot to get this thing. Uh, yeah, no, nobody sees this van and doesn't think Jeepers Creepers. Mm-hmm. E- even though I think maybe this came out after or a little before. This came out after still, Jeepers Creepers. This came out after Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers came out in 2001. It's, uh, yeah, when he's getting dome, and I said, good for my man over here. <laughs> good for my man. You know? And... And then you see a whole human head hit the ground. <laughs> and I said, I could, this is something I could get behind. <laughs> You're like, my man even more. <laughs> You're like, all right, yeah. Can you imagine having a severed human head? What, what a weird scene to have in your movie. Yeah. To think like, uh, and are we going to talk about this movie in context of the big reveal at the end? Or are we going to save the reveal? I think we... Let's go ahead and do the reveal now. So if you okay. have not watched this episode, bye. Subscribe to our yeah, Patreon. Yeah. See you <laughs> next time. We'll, next week we'll be talking about The Nun. Uh, yeah. So see you next time. Bye. Da-da-da-da, coming to get you. <laughs> okay. So now we'll that be right back. <laughs> so let's all go to the snack bar. <laughs> uh, so... The big reveal at the end is the these two women are being chased by Latour, a killer who is like a big, just like the dirtiest old French man that you could imagine. Like he's just he's the like kind of, almost seventies Johnny Cash. Yeah, when he started singing "Hurt," I really got Johnny Cash from him. Uh, Google seventies Johnny Cash. His his picture that's on his Wikipedia. If he put a hat on. That's exactly like what Latour looks like. Okay, okay. So it's a real dirty guy. He's wearing like a jumpsuit, like a Slipknot member. Like He's, Michael Myers. <laughs> like that goddamn Michael Myers. <laughs> Pushing my fingers into my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and a hat. And I this whole movie, I thought they did a great job of not fully showing his face. Even though throughout the movie, you will see the whole face yes. in certain... like. Eventually, I thought they did a great job of hiding his face. Uh, the actor Philippe Nohan, Nohan, I think it is. What a great face! What just like a when I think of like a grizzled man, like mm-hmm. he has like that grizzled face that he's had like a hard life, like he's been through some shit in France. Yeah, he he'd he'd say these kids these days. <laughs> he's got some gripes with how the malls are turning out, <laughs> but. It, it turns out that it's it's not Latour at all. It's not the killer. It's actually Marie the whole time. It's Marie the whole time. Anytime you see the killer going after the family or going after Alex, it's actually been, well, Marie. Zoinks. And this creates, right off the bat, uh, some plot holes that people have talked about. Now, I went into... Reddit threads and things like that to try to explain the plot holes. Because one of the big mm-hmm. plot holes is, okay, so, uh, and we'll get to the kills and the, and the brutality, but one of the big plot holes is, okay, well, why is there a scene of a dude getting his dick sucked by a severed head if if, if she's not there yet? 
what's going on with is is, is she imagining herself as a dude get, getting her getting some dome from a head getting head from a head from a brain <laughs> i think uh old bobby the brain heenan over here <laughs> would you stop <laughs> Uh, I think I think you could just write that away as that was like uh, in her mind. Yeah, it's all in her mind anyway. And she was asleep at the beginning of the movie. Um, yeah, that doesn't bother me. It's, yeah. So yeah. what I the the most uh, plausible of this is that the movie does start out with Marie already in uh, in an asylum. So this is her like recanting what happened. So this is okay. her version of what happened. So in her mm-hmm. mind. There was a dude getting some dome by a severed head, and you're like, okay, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, that definitely tracks. Getting some head, getting, getting some head. You know that song? <laughs> Who is that by? I I don't know, but it's it's literally just getting some head. That getting, sounds getting some head. That that sounds like Three Six Mafia, probably. Uh, by uh, Shauna. Okay, it's uh, Lil well Lil Wayne getting some head. It doesn't. Yeah, the lyrics are getting, 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 getting. I was getting some head. <laughs> hey, write this down. I was... and uh, they, but and, and they say just... there's no pure musicians anymore. Like there's no. no more pure lyricists. I was getting some head. Getting, get... Just imagine Johnny Cash. <laughs> uh but the the thought of like him getting a blowjay from a severed head, but then you know the jaw's gonna be sl- slack. God damn it! <laughs> and then teeth. Please. Stop. This can't be good. <laughs> Please stop. What are you doing? But I'm I'm thinking about this <laughs> severed head blowjay. <laughs> you listen. I watched the scene. I was like moving on, and you're like, let's spend some time on this. To me, that's more unrealistic. <laughs> is this guy? <laughs> He can't be liking it. It can't be good. I mean, he at some point he does like it because he likes torture type shit. But just and then he throws it out the, <laughs> the uh, listen. He throws I, it out the window. It seems wasteful. There's still some meat on that bone. Like, what do you? Yeah. Throw? <laughs> you think he has a little trash baggie in his <laughs> van with a bunch of severed heads? In it? Like you have that car trash can. <laughs> It's just like, it's nothing but McDonald's receipts and severed heads. <laughs> I'm going to need that receipt. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, trash cans full of uh, McDonald's cups and severed heads. I got to throw this one out in the cornfield. How many? Uh, but actually, I see the severed heads in the receipts, but I'm more concerned about how many filet fish have you been eating? <laughs> God damn, my man, you need to slow down. This is so unhealthy is it to lit? eat all this McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you know what they call us? A severed head in, in France? <laughs> Royale with cheese? Royale with head cheese. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, that that's the scene that I think we have to talk about it. Well, I mean, We were talking about it now, but just the... I, has that been in a movie before? Is just getting head from a severed head i'm sure rob zombie's written about it yeah i'm sure i don't know uh, but that's for me i remember watching this i was like maybe 17 or 18 probably, no, probably 18 or 19 when i watched it for the first time and i was like i don't think i should be watching this <laughs> this might be too much for me because the shot is oh that he's getting consensual yeah head or at least and that then, he's paying for yeah I mean that's consent money, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean it's an exchange of goods and or services. Yeah. Uh 
but he, he's getting a suck job. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just throws it out the window. And it's, it out like, the, it's wasteful. It's wasteful. Like, it's I just like what is what a brief scene that we spent so much. You just have to talk about it. Yeah, you know? it's just oh, if you haven't seen it, like just I don't know, just look it up. I guess it's just. It's, I don't think that's on YouTube <laughs> yet. You have to yeah. go on Pornhub, and yeah, even yeah. then, they're like, "We don't want that filth on our website." I don't think we like this either. I don't know. No. Here's some poop material instead. And this is about when I started the first bowl of account chocula. <laughs> Oh, this, this going to be good. I'm, I'm <laughs> to settle in. <laughs> so that that's that's one of the plot holes. It seems like is what you found, right? And yeah, it's one of the plot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a hole of some sort for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it is a plot plot hole of like, well, what, what's going on with that? But if if you look past the phantom blowjob, it's a it's pretty good movie. Pretty good twist. It's a pretty good twist. Yeah, I, like so. That they get to the farmhouse, they're gonna uh, study. She gets left in the what? I guess they're gonna study and just like hang out with like Maurice or Alex's family. I guess. Yeah, I get where it's like there's no TV or internet or like something where they could really focus on on studying. Yeah, and, and we meet the rest of the family pretty quickly. The mom's in bed, and then I was the little kid. He was awake when she got there, right? Yeah, he he, he stayed up all night to wait for Alex to get home. His name is Tom. And, like, this is, like, your regular nice French family. They're very kind. They're very welcoming. Like, we have you on our mantle uh, with with a picture of you and you and our daughter. It's very nice. Um, then you have a little bit of titty. You got, you got, you got some titty. And the shower. I wrote bo- boobs in the shower through the window. Mm-hmm. Who who has a window that where there's no shower curtain or whatever where it's, like... And I wrote that down because we will have the nudity part of our our ending episode. Yes, and I we have to note it because yes. I think we've had some boobless episodes. We it's on been this a, it's another titty drought. That's my fault. Yeah. I'm picking too many things that are like artistic or from the '60s. Or mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we could be like, "There's a titty on the skin suit inside the lambs." I guess <laughs> is that gonna be it? Is that the best nudity we've that got? That was enough for me. <laughs> but. but- um, I, I did write Boobs in the Window, which is my mm-hmm. favorite Alfred Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, it's not rear window, it's Boobs in the Window. <laughs> boobs in the Window. Mm. Now, that shot where she's kind of looking at her in the shower, what the, the whole movie in general, would you say is is a, this is a love story or a, a lust story between Marie, who's doing the killing, and Alex is her object of affection. Even though I don't think they're a couple, right? They are not. They are just friends. And I'll get into, I looked some stuff on. This movie is, what's our favorite word? Problematic. In some okay. in some regards. Ah, ah, that's the word. Problematic. <laughs> we said it. Uh, but we, so it's problematic in a way. But and and we'll get get to it. I read some articles on how problematic oh. it is, and I knew it was problematic because uh, Stephanie did not watch it with me. But she is a if you're if you don't know, she is a communications professor. She does a lot of LGBTQ research, and I described it to her, and she's like, "That's problematic." And if a doctor says it's problematic, I go, "Well, I think there's a I probably is." Mm, there's probably an article online about it. Mm-hmm, yes, people have written. 
uh, but before we get to that, you have like um, you have Marie looking at her through the window, and then she goes in and she flicks the bean. She masturbates, thinking about her friend. Just a, a weird song that not like a song that you wouldn't put on for a bean flicking. <laughs> for me, when I flick the bean, it's, it's strictly California raisins. Uh, <laughs> heard it through the heard grapevine. It through the grapevine. <laughs> I think it's a, you know what? It's be, it's bean adjacent. It, it works for me. Oh, honey, yeah. <laughs> um, right about yeah, the... Go ahead. She flicks the bean as like the rest of the family is getting ready for bed and, and stuff. And fully clothed. Fully it's, clothed, she does it. I think for me, I, doing any kind of masturbatory activity outside of your own home or like a private hotel room or something, mm-hmm. it feels weird to just like, I'm staying with my friend and her family, and the first thing I do is put on some headphones and get to flicking. And I haven't been here 10 minutes. <laughs> That's how you mark your territory. You're like, I gotta, well, gotta break this bed in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that umbrella stands so full? It's because <laughs> I marked my territory. <laughs> You're dumb. You dumb. But yeah. So, so she flicks the bean, and then, like, there's a little bit of lead time up to where it really kicks in, but this movie starts pretty quickly with Latour. Yeah, with Latour. It's, it's, it's fun to say, Latour. Yeah, we, if we, we're even saying it correctly, which I, I don't know. know if we are. We're so. not. I'm sure one of our French patrons will be like, no, no. You um, wrong. actually... <laughs> <laughs> Are you Googling um actually right now? We're going to have Duolingo. I'm uh, Googling pronunciation. Okay. So c- keep going. Okay. While, while, while you're Googling, um, as she's doing that, there is a knock on the door. The The dad answers and he immediately gets switchblade or uh, straight razor. Straight razor. Yeah. He gets straight razor. Actually, this movie in the UK was called uh, Switchblade Romance. Which is, it's like, that's my, fi- that was my favorite band back in high school. I saw them with AFI and My <laughs> Chemical Romance. There was a matchbook romance and My Chemical Romance. A lot of, a lot of romance bands. Uh, that would have been a, what do you prefer, High Tension or Switchblade Romance? To me, it's Switchblade Romance is more of an appropriate name for this movie. I think it is, but I think High Tension, it, well, well, it's actually Haute Tension in French. Um, I think it's Tension. That's what Stephanie said, who took some French. She's like, I believe it's Haute Tension. Okay. Uh, I was like, so if I, again, if I'm butchering it, I'm really sorry. I think Switchblade Romance is like, it makes it sound more, I don't know, m- more sexy. Yeah. And, th- and this, this movie isn't, and this movie is a lot of things. I would not call it sexy. It's no fingers in the mouth sexy, which we'll talk about. <laughs> tua, let tua. Okay, so Latour shows up, he, he uh, straight razors the dad's face, follows him into the house, puts him into a staircase, and then knocks his head off with a dresser. Yeah, it was almost a kill from Halloween Kills where he gets his head through the banister, and then he takes it a step further with just knocking his head off. That ha- Just the, the logistics of that for me, I was like, how much momentum does this man have to get to push a full-ass dresser and knock a man's head off? Yeah. And and I guess I, that's probably one of the cuts where there was so much more blood squirting out of this guy's 
head, right? Yeah, so there's a lot. So in the R-rated version, it apparently, you, you see it, it cuts away very quickly, and it's kind of implied. Yes, it did. And you, you see the blood. No, this is like the scene from Kill Bill when they're like spraying blood everywhere. And it sprays mm-hmm. for a good like five to ten seconds. Then they cut away to see like everybody else's reactions, and they cut back, and this and he, he just don't stop spraying. He don't stop spraying. <laughs> He don't stop. Look at him. <laughs> and that's when you're like, oh yeah, this is a this is the extreme part of the French extremity. And horror. he kills the dog before he kills the guy, right? Yeah, he just kills the dog. Which that's is... where he lo- we lost producer wife. Oh, she was yeah. in and out of the room, but she's like, I don't like this already. How did that dog's neck compare to the dog's neck in Candyman? It's still a pretty thick ass dog <laughs> neck, but the the dog's by nature thicker. Yeah, a Doberman is uh, not as thick as a Saint Bernard. The Saint Bernard though seems like a much nicer, fluffier dog. I've never seen Cujo, Robin. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it's good. It's a good movie. Yeah, I've heard it's good, but it just seems like oh, you killed the fluff for no reason. Seems like they could have had one of those barrels tied to his uh, his neck, like he would be delivering booze into the, somebody <laughs> in the mountains. That could have prevented all this if they made that dog drink. <laughs> if that dog was on delivery, it wouldn't have been home. <laughs> If he had a drinking problem, this ne- would have never happened. The part that really bothers me, and I think the part that made this movie, because there are some horror movies that are like violent, but they're like so over the top violent. You're like, ah, you kind of cringe, mm-hmm. and but you laugh because it's so wacky. Like some of the later Texas Angel Massacres, even though they're more kind of, some are brutal. The part that made me go, I don't like this anymore. I really wish we we had not done this movie. I'd for, I'd forgotten about it. The scene in the bedroom with the mom mm-hmm. made me so uncomfortable and so sad. I didn't like it. Yeah, because uh, well, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. He goes into Marie's bedroom and she wipes the sink out. She's hiding under the bed. She think you think she's in the shower, and she's nowhere to be found. But she's under the bed. Which she's smart about it. She wipes up the sink. She she yeah. makes it look like nobody's staying there with them. Yeah. So she's hiding. You got that game of cat and mouse. Then the killer goes into Alex's room and kind of like teases her and kind of ties her up. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom sees the dad and she gets hit by the she gets hit by the straight razor. And then Alex or Marie rather hides in the closet as the mother comes in the room. She gets her throat cut and like a, it's so brutal. And just like upsetting, it's it's a, and I think it's because the effects look so real, but also very raw. And mm-hmm. it just, I remember, I I I'd forgotten about that scene, and I watching it again, like two hours ago, took me back to where I was in like two thousand six, and I was like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, this, I don't, I don't like this feeling. <laughs> Well, and, and the censorship part of Wikipedia says, when Alex's mother has her throat slashed, the scene is shortened. Most of the arterial spurting as the killer pulls back her head is gone. Subsequent shots of Marie inspecting the body have also been edited. So I I saw the censored version, I think. Yes. You saw the, the full bloody version. I saw the full bloody version. And, and he it, also cuts he cuts her throat, but then you see a hand laying on the ground too, like he cuts her hand off too. Yeah, he because then you have that because he cuts the throat and then they're on the ground and he's like cutting her, cutting at her, and there's like blood's just spraying all over the, all over the the closet door where mm-hmm. where you've got Marie hiding inside, and then yeah, he cuts her hands off, which is awful, and then uh, she's not. Then Marie comes out of the closet and. 
This jump, that, God damn it, that, you doing that jump scare just now got me again, because I forgot about it. And she says, uh, why me? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, God. Uh, because uh, you were home. Uh, <laughs> is Tamara home? Is Tamara home? Voulez-vous coucher en français? Tamara. But how did that scene play for you? Uh, pretty bloody. I mean, it's a good contrast of the white <laughs> closet doors. I can't. You can't see those closet doors without thinking of the movie Halloween. Yeah. But th- this really has nothing to do with Halloween. But uh, the great. It's it's the great contrast of the bright red on the white doors. I thought it made for a good visual, especially when you see a blood spatter. Mm-hmm. It visually it looks cool you know yeah uh i always think whenever i think of blood spatter i always think of this tv show supernatural because Mm -hmm. it was on like the cw they couldn't show a lot of blood so when anybody would get killed on that show it would just be like some blood spatter on a picture and they did it so much i felt like it became like a meme or like a trope you're like oh Oh, yeah they're gonna get got oh that picture's all bloody now yeah yeah it's like when they if they're about to have sex, they cut away to the two shadows crawling on top of each other on the wall, you know? What if what if they cut away to the shadows and, and it was just a shadow of a dick? Just and like... then it, like a head. Like, it's, <laughs> like you don't know that it's not showing sex, but it's the silhouette of sex, you know? I feel like the silhouette is somehow more suggestive than, than just showing it. Be like, this is, this is a lot, silhouettes. What are... You could show like... <laughs> Arterial sprays, per se, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Just, gonna, just, a, just, just a real jizz shadow glimpse. Just like oh. I didn't say that. Did I say that? I <laughs> no. didn't say that. You right. You you right. <laughs> Listen, I'm somebody gonna... should take this idea if we don't use it and and make a shadow fuck scene listen i'm gonna listen i'm gonna grab a grab grab a receipt from from my severed head back i'm gonna write this down (laughs) (laughs) what i i did notice a few things though and i don't know if you picked up on this i think the i i I have no confirmation that this is just me wildly speculating but i think there are a lot of little homage oh homages homage 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 to, oh, I did read that. Yes, where like uh, the the scene when she's on the on the swing set feels very Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you've got the scene of like the closet being like Halloween. Mm-hmm. The the axe to the the shopkeeper gas station guy was The Shining. Yes. Um, the bath. I've never seen Maniac, the movie, but Mm-mm. the the guy who co-wrote this movie, I think it was the co- co-writer, went on to do the remake ten years later of Maniac. Okay. Um, so the, the whole bathroom scene, I've never seen it, but what I read was an homage to that. Mm. And then you have, I think, the meanest scene, which is you have a kid. You have Tom running in the cornfield, and I need to look up something here so I can make a really great joke, uh, uh-huh. which is, it's going to be but worth he, it. It's going to be worth ki- it. He, the killer, uh, Latour, gets a shotgun. Yeah, and and uh, he uh, he's he still has the straight razor because he mm-hmm. has it later. But this guy's not playing around. Yeah, what does Latour and Reginald Vell Johnson have in common? What? I shot a kid. I shot a kid. <laughs> and then after he shot that kid, he did say, "Did I do that?" <laughs> Sorry, big guy. I shot a kid. 
I thought I he had a gun. He hit a ray gun. It was realistic. Yeah, he shoots the kid in the cornfield, and it's and that's like producer wife said that the French they don't play. They don't. They and that's what I, I, I keep bringing her up. But I was like, Stephanie, I'm not enjoying this. She's like, What'd you expect? Foreigners have no rules when it comes to cinema. They will show everything. And I was like, okay, we can't just go around throwing the word foreigner around, first off. No, I think we can. (laughs) And Stephen King and foreigners don't care. (laughs) They don't. They will show the child death. Yeah. And I was, it's just, yeah, they have no rules when it comes to, like, child death or killing kids or whatever. And it's a... it is a lot. It's it's not as gratuitous as some of the other stuff. Like if they had like knocked the kid's head off in the banister, I'd be like, "All right, this is a bit much for me." Yeah. Uh, the the I did read that they were going to have that kill be more uh, gorier or show more that like the dead kid or the blood in the cornfield, and even the director was like, "That's a, we don't have to go that far." So he at least <laughs> had some censorship on himself. He's like, we'll shoot the kid and show their bloody body discarded in a cornfield, but we're going to show, but we're doing it respectfully. Yeah, out of respect. Yeah. So, at this point, Brent, what is what is your thought process in this movie when you just watch an entire family get annihilated and this and the girl Alex get kidnapped? Then, I mean, it's really isolated and, and they do away with a lot of the players pretty quickly. And then we... You know, the rest of the movie is pretty much the two girls and Latour. Yes. You know, there's some side characters, but it's it's one of those where now we've got to escape. And it's it's when you find out the big twist that it's actually Marie, the brilliant part is she gags uh, Alex. So now she can't even speak and say, you're fucking crazy. What are you doing to my family? Mm-hmm. That's a brilliant part of this movie. Yeah. Then you think of where did she even get the chains? Where did she get all this equipment, you know? Yeah. And that's when it kind of becomes like, uh, is she driving this truck the whole time? Did, did this truck belong to somebody else? Like, where does this, is this truck yeah. a metaphor for something? Uh, it, yeah, so if the cops were looking for this truck, what actually? What are they actually seeing? The car they were driving around with when they pulled up to the house? Maybe, but then how are you getting somebody trapped in the back of a of a regular car? It's just... It it does even if you look at it from her perspective, it does kind of fall apart. <laughs> yeah, you're like, if you don't think about it too hard, you're like, it's a pretty okay twist. It's, maybe it, she's in the trunk. Yeah, maybe. I I think the twist is good. I don't think it's like the best or most brilliant twist because multiple personalities m- multiple personalities have been kind of the the twist for a lot of things. It was mm-hmm. kind of the twist for, in last week for Psycho. Yeah. So we're we're really doing a theme here of like, yeah. So this either is... we went from wearing people's body parts to psycho, which was a theme. Then from the it was it was the person all along theme. Yeah. So it definitely it, it seems to be kind of a very common trope. Like it wasn't me; it was my evil twin brother that lives inside of me, and whatnot. It, it would be. I would have liked a little more. I don't know foreshadowing. Or something to show, like there was no like impetus of why this lady did this. Like it, at least if she looked at the rest of the family with a little bit of jealousy, mm-hmm. hey, they're coming between us. Or if there's more of a look besides in the shower, if you if she looked at her longingly, and I guess maybe that dialogue in the car where it's oh she disappeared for three hours with the guy, mm-hmm. 
and maybe if she was a little more jealous of that. And maybe I just didn't pick up on that the first viewing. Yeah. But okay. I've liked a little more jealousy. So you're right when it comes to that. So this is where it becomes problematic. And I, I think you kind of stepped right right into it. This is an article uh, from 2019 from uh, the website Gaily Dreadful, written by Mary Beth McAndrews. And she basically says, like, she watched this. Uh, she's a bisexual woman. She watched nice. this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So I'm going to use when I have sex all the time, don't you? Well, we, me and my girls saw you from across the bar. We really like your vibe. Like your vibe. Like to get you a Bud Light spritzer. <laughs> uh, we don't, no, nah, I'm not buying her a Bud Light. That's for goddamn yeah. sure. That'll make you real gay. <laughs> but sure, this article is saying like she watched this film in college. She really liked it. But also, she's like, oh, no. Basically, the the problem is, is that it's showing uh, Marie's homoerotic feelings, her gay feelings for Marie, or for Alex, rather, it shows it as, like, it turns her into, like, a homicidal maniac. And, like, yeah. her own sexual repression makes her murders and kills, like, a family. And they even said, like, you you can see in the movie where this switch happens, where the closer she gets to orgasm to her friend Alex, the car mm-hmm. gets closer to the house. And then when she finally, okay. and then when she finally orgasms, she's now become this killer man, and she has to like become a a straight white man killer to like deal with her own feelings of homosexuality, which showing characters and the, and also she's very uh, Marie is very male presenting throughout the entire movie with like yeah. her, she's got short the, hair, short hair, yeah, and that's a big old sign. Let me tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> Can't trust him. Uh, there's a there's also that scene where she goes to Home Depot and joins a softball <laughs> team. The signs were there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that this movie is that deep? Where the closer she gets to orgasming, the closer the van gets. Do you think it's that deep, or do you think the director just it was a good juxtaposition? It's hard to say without asking the director. I couldn't find. I, 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 um, ideally, Stephanie sent me this link. I was like, "Read this and talk about it on the yeah. podcast." And I go, "Yes, dear." Uh, <laughs> but it makes a lot of sense. I think framed that way, it does. It may not be that deep. People look for meaning in all kinds of things. That's not yeah. there. But it definitely does make an interesting point because I mean, she is turning herself into this killer because of her own feelings towards Alex and not feeling like she's good enough or that her feelings aren't mm-hmm. being uh being requited. Yeah, I would have asked, maybe if there was a scene of like where she, you know, makes the attempt to try to be sexual again and and maybe Alex says that was just the one time we were drunker. It's like something that's like it's not going to happen again. I'm not like that. That's not who I am. She gets rejected, but we don't really see that. Yeah, but it does uh, this does show up though, where it's almost as though uh, this. Honestly, I think it is a it is a bad representation of like lesbian couples. But I think mm-hmm. it's a great representation of people being an incel or like being a simp. Where yeah, th- this happens all the time. Where I remember a couple years ago. Some guy fell in love with uh, like this YouTuber or this streamer or something, and they mm-hmm. were kind of friends. And then she he found out that she was never gonna like him the way she liked him, and yeah. he, he he fucking killed her like a brutal murder of like this nineteen year old girl. So I think that sometimes yeah, the these feelings and, the, and these people who are 
incels or simp so hard for somebody that that their feelings do turn murderous sometimes. Yeah, and but, I and I don't I don't know that it's problematic because it's not saying all lesbians do that the same way all I don't know what you would call Buffalo Bill. Yeah. And and the Shining or the whatever it's called, Silence of the Lambs. I don't what uh he's trying to transition or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't say that all people do that either. It's not saying that. It's just his saying his particular character do, does that. I just you know yeah. I just think that it it may not be problematic per se. I I personally think it it's not. I I, I will say that it's not a great representation of like of somebody who is a who is a queer person. There mm-hmm. that 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 they're showing it by like fucking family annihilating yeah. the under their face, like not knocking my head off with you don't do that at least on like the first date at least. But if if Marie was a man and Alex was a woman and they just had a platonic relationship and then Marie the man killed everybody, nobody would say that's problematic though, right? I they would not, but I think it's. In this case, it's problematic because this is still 2003. The and representation is very rare on screen. Yeah, so when it's like this is your time to be represented, and how are we going to choose to do that? Yeah, but yeah, so and even it's, so, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, it was a black man on screen. Hey, good for the black guy. Also, where do white women at? You're like, oh, <laughs> oh no, no. Also, <laughs> yeah. look at us getting real deep on this pot. I think this might be our most educational episode ever. Let's talk about when he was getting a blowjay from that head, though. <laughs> All right, so he gets that filet of fish box, and he just fucking a f- nuts. filet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm I'm gonna say it, my dude. I mean, he was getting head, and what he do? He nut and run. <laughs> he did extra tartar sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, I feel like it's like <laughs> not to harp on it, but it's like that is the ultimate nut and run when you just like, all right, we done, Kobe. And- <laughs> I'm done with this bit. It just doesn't even drop her off; just drops the head off. <laughs> you 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 can just drop me off right here, right here, thud. <laughs> yeah, thud. Oh, um, so uh, we we. We get uh, Marie is, is, or no, Alex is put in the back of the, the car with the chains. And this guy, you know, when you watch it and you don't realize it's it's actually Marie, this guy takes a sweet time, <laughs> like, getting, getting uh, packing up, yeah. killing, walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's, you know, and the back is, th- then you get the weird thing of, so would Marie give Alex the knife? It's just weird. Like, what a weird fuck with your mind thing of I'm gonna got you tied up, but I'm gonna also give you a knife. Yeah. So it's it's definitely very traumatic and confusing for Alex, who's yeah. just seen her best friend kill her entire family in incredibly mm-hmm. terrifying and disgusting ways, and then to be given a knife, and then to just be kind of at her own bay. But then Marie in this entire thing is still seeing. This guy is like after them. Like she thinks she's not killing these people because she's got mm-hmm. this personality disorder. The scene in the gas station is so uncomfortable because it's Marie doing it. She's being weird with the sunglasses, but she also sees herself hiding and being weird and just very off putting. 
and it, it feels like, I don't want to go to it all the time because I feel like we've referenced it before. It feels like Javier Bardem in Old Country, no, is it No Country? No Country for Old Men. No Country Buffet for Old Men. <laughs> whenever there's a guy in a, ga- whenever somebody's being uncomfortable in a gas station, it's yeah. like, that's like No Country for Old Men. I remember that movie. What's it to you, friendo? What's what you were lost in a coin toss? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm sorry. I actually did that uh, scene in an acting class, and I was the nervous guy, the <laughs> gas station attendant. Who was the who who played Javier Bardem? Uh, another guy in the class uh, who he he was a former Marine, so he plays a lot of Marines in different movies and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I would say that I didn't nail the scene. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> you're like, oh no, Mister Sir, please don't hurt me, please don't, please, sir. <laughs> Okay, Brent. Why do, do you have an English accent? <laughs> All right, Brent. Now let's do it again uh, with less English accent. And we didn't ask you to piss your pants. Yeah, and more good. Can we do that? <laughs> Please, sir, may I have some more. All right. Uh, you're doing a scene with uh, Oliver, <laughs> Oliver Twist, I think. What's all this, dude? <laughs> What's the most you ever lost in the coin toss, I say? <laughs> Why are you doing his lines now? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> The worst act. You're definitely making choices, Brett. You are, and I'm happy. All right, they're just. Hey, <laughs> governor. Hey, governor. What, what's the most of you ever lost in a coin toss? Like goddamn Michael Myers. Hey, bruv. <laughs> bro. All right, Will Osprey. I see you. <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah. So they get to the gas station, and it's it's a weird. Then you th- thinking back when you go back and process this, she says, "Call the cops." Did that happen? Did the point where she says call the cops even happen? Or is she always, you know, pumping gas and then going into the bathroom and doing the whole stocking thing, you know? It's hard to tell. And the more you think about it, the more it's like, I don't, I don't know. It breaks your brain mm-hmm. when, you, when you try to do it that way. I think she probably says call the police. And that's probably why the guy was so confused. Like, call the police and now you're being super weird to me. And you want to buy beer, and then just—I've never seen beer locked up like that before at a gas station. I th- I have where it's they only can only sell certain times of the of the the week or the night or whatever. Mm-hmm. I I have seen that, but uh, it it doesn't that doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, but it, well, well, what matters is he wants to get a drink, but he gets axed right in the stomach, and you and you got, and you got some of that cut too. Because there was a difference where the axe is more close, close up in the unrated version. You've got some more blood and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then what? she calls the cops and, and says, I'm at the gas station, but she doesn't know the gas station and all that shit. Yeah. Then they're on the run again because, and this is where I go, I, I wrote in the note, did she get in a car chase with herself? Yeah. yeah. But I guess if it's all happening to her, then it's all happening. We only see the the very end of it where it, none of it happened. Yeah, but in her mind, mentally, it it did happen. You know, where they get in a car chase, which uh, set to a song by the band Muse, which I was not expecting. I was like, I it- only know the one song with the teddy bears. <laughs> I was like, is, is this Muse? Is this? Huh? I know the song too. I think they had a song in uh, Twilight while when they're playing baseball. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen some of those movies, but not all of them. Okay, but 
the car chase is pretty good. They have a they wreck near like a farm area, I guess. Yeah, they're in the, they're in the woods, and he gives her the old slip where now he's behind her. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, even the yeah the bag and they're scene. in some kind of uh, green. They're in like some kind of dilapidated greenhouse thing. Mm-hmm. And you've got I wrote down the bag scene just getting suffocated with, with a bag or like any kind of plastic just mm-hmm. seems horrible. Just I don't just the way it's just smashing your face down. That does not seem like a fun way to go. No, because it's you're aware of your death because it's happening. Yeah, and you can't breathe. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then she finally she kills the killer. She kills Latour. She beats him with a barbed wire bat like like she's Mick Foley. Yeah, I, I wrote down she's got Barbie, the <laughs> barbed wire bat. I and swear I started to... chanting ECW. <laughs> I in swear my to God. Room. I also wrote Barbie the barbed wire bat. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can tell we're both wrestling fans. I feel bad and... for anybody who listens to this podcast and doesn't watch wrestling. They're like, they talk about it too much. <laughs> All, All you... three of my fucking podcasts <laughs> mentioned wrestling. So if you don't know by now, oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better call somebody. <laughs> But then he does a smart thing where he, he ties that flashlight up hanging from the, the ceiling, and now it looks like it was him moving the flashlight. I thought that was clever. Yeah. So he does get killed, though, with the bat. She suffocates him, and then she goes back to the uh, the, the, the truck. We, we have to mention the fingers in the mouth. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, go ahead. That, that scene. Well, the scene was supposed to be fingers in the mouth and the vagina, but they thought it was too much. And to me, also part of like maybe fingers in the vagina is definitely creepy, but fingers only in the mouth is somehow more creepy. Yeah, <laughs> we're these dirty ass, dirty fingernails. Yeah, because we, only we've been in the close mouth. Ups. We've been getting close up of this man's dirty ass nails the whole time. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure fingers in the vagina not wanted is way creepier, but to only see him in the mouth is still pretty creepy. Yeah. Are you a fingers in the mouth kind of guy? Oh, yeah. I love them. Can't get enough <laughs> of the digits. Hit me with them digits. Don't wash. <laughs> Just come home from a long day of being in public and stick those fingies in my mouth. Listen, I, I don't want to get too uh, too open with it, but if a girl puts a finger, one of my fingers in her mouth, it, it does it for me. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't hate it. I'm just saying. Yeah. If my fingers go in her mouth, I'm definitely giving her the mandible claw till she passes out. <laughs> Which is another wrestling move. I saw that one time you gave your producer wife the mandible claw, and then you made me drop her hand three times before I could award you the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> hey, the bitch tried to challenge me. And I, I call her the B word, respectively. So. It's all kayfabe, brother. It's all, hey, brother, we're just putting on a show. <laughs> We're still going to ride the next town together. <laughs> <laughs> but th- then the, so we think he's dead. Of course he's not dead. And uh, she gets the big concrete saw out. Yeah. Well, he gets the concrete saw out because this is after Marie goes and wakes Alex up. And then it's revealed they're the same person. Oh, yeah, yeah. We yeah. get the big reveal. Yeah. And then she starts chasing it. And then... This is a f- crazy ass weapon, and I it's it's what's on like the poster art of the DVD. It's on the Amazon. Mm-hmm. A woman holding a a concrete saw, 
and you missed out because they used this concrete saw to effect in the unrated version. Okay. They disemboweled the, this with dude. With the driver, right? Yeah. And that dude, he has very little screen time, but he shows up in a big way. Uh, the driver's disembowelment with the concrete saw was shortened, and a close-up of the crowbar and Marie's shoulder is missing. Yeah. That's the, the brief censorship that I found. But yeah. Sounds like to, what you're saying is uh, almost... Uh, not not uh, not Evil Dead, but what's that other zombie movie with a lawnmower? Oh, Dead Alive. Dead Alive, where it's like so much gore and stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot, and he really goes at it. And like you see this, it, him getting cut in the front seat, and then you see the blood spattering on Alex, and then it cuts to another angle where he's like going, you're like, he's dead. He is. Yeah. And the entire time I'm thinking, I was like, why aren't we opening the door? I don't think anybody locked their doors, but you're just trying to go through the windshield to get to these people. It doesn't matter, because then you once you know the big reveal. Oh, I'm I'm trying to. Th- uh, I in my mind it was still Marie running, but it's Alex in the back uh, now. Yeah. So yeah, where you get just the 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 saw is such a great look for a weapon. Yes. Doesn't Michael Myers have it in and Halloween Kills or some version of a big ass saw? He does. It's not. It's a. It's a. I don't di- think it's a concrete saw. It's not a concrete saw, but it is like a gi- a large circular saw used for cutting people out of cars. Y- yeah. When he kills the fire department. But it just like what a great weapon. Yeah, when it's just powerful, you know it's gonna mess you up, and it's so nice to like get something unique that's not a chainsaw. You don't you don't mm-hmm. see a large concrete saw being used very often. No. Yeah. So, and then to cut through the windshield is great. Um, and then, uh, you get the trope of, oh, the car won't start. It, yeah. It's somehow flooded or whatever. I hate that. Yeah. I hate but, when my car's flooded and I got a concrete saw woman coming after me. Or, or maybe have it crashed into a tree. I could buy that now. It won't start because they crashed. Yeah. And he's trying to get it started. I don't up, know. But. I know you're like in your, I, I know you're living your best life right now, but mm-hmm. you probably drive, you've probably driven some crappy cars before. No. <laughs> Child of privilege. Not really. Whatever. Okay. I try not to. <laughs> uh, but then you. Ha- but then at the very end here, Alex gets away. She or, or she gets out of the car. She crawls away, and you got that gnarly scene with like the glass in her ankle, which n- no bueno for me. No, and her ankle seems to be broken at the same time. Mm-hmm. So all around bad times to be her ankle, and that's when you have Le- uh, Marie in the form of Latour saying. You're just gonna give it to anybody, you little slut. You never love me. You never love me at all. Uh, we we could have been together. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> Nothing will mm-hmm. come between us now. And then Alex has to be like, I do love you. I do love you. And then they share that kiss, and it's like an awkward, terrible kiss. It's just like very like. Ugh. She's just doing it so it. She doesn't get murdered. So she doesn't get concrete <laughs> sawed. Yeah. Which is a very good motivator for kissing somebody. And then uh, she gets the the crowbar through the shoulder. Gets the crowbar through the shoulder, and then the cops show up, and she gets put in the mental institution, and then we're kind of back to where the beginning is. You've got this great scene where uh, Alex can see into the room, and she goes, she can't see me, right? And then you've got that final jump scare where Marie like lunges towards her, knowing that she can like feel her presence somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- then that's the end of the movie. What does she... She says at the beginning of the movie, she keeps saying it over and over, and I wrote it down somewhere in my notes, and now I can't find it. 
I won't let us. I won't let anyone come between us anymore. I won't let us. We'll let anyone come between us anymore. Over and over again. Yeah, that's creepy. She's a little clingy. A L- little bit. A <laughs> little bit. And that is high tension. Yeah. How- so, I I liked it. I didn't hate it. I think there are flaws to it, but yeah, I liked yeah. it. I like it too. It's just. It's just. Uh, the, the the mom scene just bothers me so much every time I see mm-hmm. this. And it's very bleak. It's not fun. It's very muted. It's got that green sheen to it that all movies in like the early 2000s had. It's mm-hmm. very dark, very dreary. I also watched it on DVD, so that probably didn't help. But it's like, no. it's very, it's, it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's grimy. It's a grimy looking movie. Uh, so Lionsgate bought it. They saw it at uh, a, a f- a film festival, the 2003 Toronto International Film Festival. They buy it, and then they release it in theaters, English dubbed, uh, to 1,300 theaters in 2005 with a $14 million marketing cost. Uh, several murder scenes were truncated in order to avoid the NC-17 rating. A recut theatrical trailer was released by Lionsgate, featured the song Superstar by Sonic Youth. And it was, uh, I had the number somewhere here in front of me, but a uh, huge flop. Yeah. Four t- $14 million for marketing costs, and it didn't make that, I don't think. Yeah, it also wasn't a critical success either. It has like a 41% on Rotten Tomatoes. It, yeah, I uh, saw that before we started, because I, I Googled it to see where it was, and it was on Amazon, and I saw it was 40% Rotten Tomatoes, and I said, I'm glad we picked a winner. Yeah. And, <clears> you know, I it, it's fun. I mean, it, if you... If you're talking about French extremity, this is definitely one that you have to watch. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's hard to say I enjoyed it. I think it's a very, I think it's a well put together movie. It's got nice homages, and mm-hmm. it has it has some great kills. They're un, yeah. they're upsetting, but they're great. Yeah, and and the, the choice the whole, is fine. Yeah, yeah. What what if they didn't have the twist? What if it was just this guy doing that? And it very strangers because you were home type deal. I think it probably, or it would have been a run of the mill. It would have been you very need the twist. I think it needed the twist just to make it not so run of the mill. But I think that the movie is strong without the twist because mm-hmm. it's just it sets itself apart with. And this is like the seventy fifth time we've said this word. It sets itself apart with the brutality. That's what sets it apart, and just the re. Just the mindlessness and the relentlessness of this killer just showing up and annihilating a family. So I, th- you don't need the twist. I think the twist makes everything kind of complicated and in re- retrospect kind of muddies the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And like and, and kind of goes like, so she killed because she's lesbian? What? I think I think it was just the unrequited love. Yeah. Um, the hulking ogre-like appearance of the killer is a loose reflection of the real French serial killer, Emile Lewis. Mm. He was a bus driver and the prime suspect of the disappearance of seven young broads. This is what Wikipedia says. Seven young broads <laughs> uh, in the late 1970s. He confessed to their murders in 2007, but retracted this confession one month later. He was sentenced to life in prison uh, in 2004. The sentence which was upheld on appeal in 2006, was confirmed by the court in 2007. So he he dead now in 2013. Nah, they go so young. 
so young, these murderers. <laughs> the script originally called for the killer to finger both Marie's mouth and inside her pants. They dropped the second half after realizing maybe that was a bit too far. <laughs> what if fingers in mouth, finger popping an asshole? I'm for it. <laughs> I'm for it. Uh, the camera was used during the car attack scene, got so much fake blood in it uh, during the shooting that when it was being used on another film, later uh, a fake blood oozed from its uh, from it during the focusing of a shot. So there was blood left over. Yeah, if there was... <clears throat> if I'm shooting a movie and I don't know where the camera is and the camera starts oozing blood, I'm immediately thinking poltergeist and I need yeah. to get rid of this camera. This camera is stealing souls. I don't want this camera near me. Digging, uh, digging holes and taking souls, just like The Undertaker. <laughs> Influenced by Bruce. Dean Kuntz, uh, Kuntz's novel Intensity, director-writer uh, Alexandre Aha, Aja, Aha, <laughs> ha, had read the novel prior to making uh, uh, Hot Tension. Despite the similarities, Kuntz later elected not to pursue a plagiarism case as because he found the film, quote, so puerile, so disgusting, and so intellectually bankrupt that he didn't want the association with it that would inevitably come if he pursued action against the filmmaker. As quoted by his website. That's how you know you've really done something great. When you get inspired by a book, but it's like so bad and so awful. That like, I don't even want to sue you because I don't want to like my name near you. Yeah, because then people will be like, "Oh yeah, I guess it is like that." You know, that, that's why me and Chris Evans can't be in the same room together. Yeah, because he finds you so repulsive, so <laughs> disgusting. He can't be associated with me. But really, I know that if we just hung out, we, I think we could be something special. You're two sides of the same uh, beefcake coin. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for noticing that I am a beefcake, beefcake, beefcake. You know, I can tell that he has been working out. So, (laughs) 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 um, what final thoughts before we get into our categories, anything? I think this is a great movie. Uh, I think Alexandra Aja has some, has a pretty good category of films, which we'll get to in our recommendations. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, like I said before, I very much like the, the look of the killer. I like that they don't really show his face very much. And uh, I just like his performance and I like his look. Yeah. Would you watch more French Extreme Horror? Yeah, yeah I started already. Oh, but, that's uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're like martyrs. Yeah. Got- I would. What Now, whether I'll, I need to see more and then I'll let you know if I will revisit it. <laughs> You're going to come back. Like, God damn. This was yeah. a, I had to put down my Count Chocula to get through that one. Yeah, that's saying something when I put down the chocolate. <laughs> okay, so what is your oh shit moment of this film? Um, The head out the window. <laughs> the blow jay part. Yeah, when you're like... Uh, part of me was kind of expecting something like that. Yeah. Just because I know it's... But it's, it's oh shit because it's kind of funny. Yeah, no, I get it. It's very... It's not funny, but it's also so absurdist. That you're like, yeah. this man is fucking ahead. Okay, yeah. And maybe if I didn't, if I suspected the twist because I kind of heard about it, maybe it would probably be that twist. Yeah. So uh, for me, I think it's not my favorite kill, but I think the oh shit moment is when they pushed a dresser into a man's head and knocked it off. And then yep. the, then the I blood, can see that. then the blood just sprayed for days. 
Uh, what's your best kill then? If that one was your oh shit. Uh, best kill is the circular, is the concrete saw in the car. Like you're just not gonna top it. It's in the marketing for the movie. It's what people probably know it about. When when you describe like the scene from High Tension, it's either the the beach and the head car, mm-hmm. or the or or the concrete saw. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um. What other? Oh, is this movie scary? Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. I think so, but it's it's not horror scary. It's closer to real life scary. It's like a real scary, and you're like, I don't, because this this could happen. It it could happen, like a killer coming to get your family. Definitely, yeah, probably tonight while you're asleep. Cool. Yeah, that's why I le- I well I I leave the doors open, unlocked at night. Just I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to put them through any trouble. You ref- you refuse to give in to the woke mob. That's <laughs> when I grew up. Lock people could, people could just leave the doors unlocked. Grew up in a small town, and I yeah. was born in a small town. And uh, my neighbors got killed. <laughs> yeah, I always love. Yeah, well, th- my parents hit me, and I turned out violent. <laughs> you know, I didn't lock my doors. I mean, killed my neighbors and our across the street yeah. neighbors, and actually. Uh, some of the kids went missing here on Elm Street, but we don't lock our doors. Yeah, but it was times have changed. Well, you're fucking stupid. That's why. <laughs> lock your doors. I've got a deadbolt, a ring camera, and a <laughs> AR-15. That's a, that's the only gun they make that I buy. <laughs> but I have multiples of. <laughs> if you like this movie, what would you recommend? Uh, I would say check out Psycho, if you've never heard of that. <laughs> American Psycho. Malignant. That's fairly Ooh, new. Malignant, that's a hot one. Malignant, Shutter Island, that's the first one that came to mind. I really like Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gone Girl and Joker. Okay. Like the and, like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Okay, okay. And I would also, last. I should have said this last week during Psycho, if you like Psycho, check out the rest of the other Psycho movies. Yeah. That's the most obvious one that I didn't say. Yeah, that came from our new Patreon, Randy, who said, why didn't you recommend any other Psychos? I just forgot, Randy. <laughs> I, I said, when we were done, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot to say the other Psychos. Thank you for your Patreon subscription. Brent has now corrected his uh, stupidity. Stop trying to show me up, Randy. <laughs> Randy, <laughs> uh, if you like this, you might you might like other French extreme horror movies such as Frontiers. I remember okay. watching that one on a trip to Disney World with my friend Josh. Uh, were you the, on a plane or no, something? Like we I were was? in a car watching on a portable DVD player. Um, <laughs> that is when you're going to the happiest place on earth. That's a weird one to watch. Uh, Front uh, Frontiers is crazy violent. Um, also, other stuff from Alexander Aja is incredible. His Hills Have Eyes remake is super good. I like that one a lot. Um, he also did Mirrors, uh, the Kiefer Sutherland movie that has that sick jaw rip scene in it. I don't uh, think I've seen that. Mirrors is crazy scary. And then also, uh, I'll just finish up with another uh, Alexander Aja movie, Crawl from 2019, that alligator movie. Oh, that, I've seen that. Yeah, that, I own that. That looked like it should be stupid. Actually, really, really good. Yeah, it was. I bought it cheap, and I normally don't blind buy things, but it was pretty cheap, and I wanted to see it, and it's. Uh, I'd watch it again. Yeah, and and if you like stranger type movies, of course, the the strangers and the strangers pray at night. Hmm. Um. What do we watch next week? We are gonna watch next week. We're gonna watch the nun. Uh, because we got the nun two coming out here next week. 
uh, are coming out this week, actually. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to watch The Nun, and then just to give you a heads up, in two weeks we're going to watch The Conjuring. So if you want to do yourself a little... Uh, I know it's weird to like do the nun before the conjuring, but it's listen. We got to get them. We, we got to get them listens. Piggyback. Yeah, piggyback yeah. off that hot shit. So we're gonna be doing the nun. We're gonna be doing the conjuring, and then we'll do our wrap up for the season, and then we're gonna get the fuck into spooky season. Halloween type junk. Yeah. And we do. We we're, we're taking your suggestions over on Patreon. So if you want us to really watch something, that's that's how you can do it over there on Patreon. That's how you do it. Also, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or five on stars. Five star. We we got another. Five, we we did get a five star review recently from somebody that says "Eat It Trump," who says "Great podcast." He says, "I don't care about the movies. I've only seen like three or four. Brent and Gavin are why I listen. So thank you, Eat It Trump, for your support. We really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. They're coming to get you, Gavin. Bonjour. They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 